Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy. I hope your cakes up. London with the beach, here we go. So in, come and go with a friend. You'll be both in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Halls, and today I'm here with the one and only Molly Lambert. Hi, Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm so excited. Hi, I'm so excited to have you here. You've, uh, you came in hot. You're ready. You said you're ready I to defend season eight. I am ready to defend season eight By of Vanderpump Rules. Um, do you want me to just start with yeah, my defense? Let's okay. talk about, cause I've had, I mean, 
I assume your feelings on season seven, and correct me if I'm wrong, were lukewarm to yes. cold. Yes. Okay. I think season eight is an improvement on season seven. I think season eight is what they call in sports a rebuilding year, mm-hmm. which is when the team has like lost some of its players, but they like are bringing new people in, but nobody knows what the new team is like exactly yet because yeah. they're new. And I think that anytime they bring in new characters on Pump Rolls, we tend to forget how ill-received they were initially. I think when James and Lala first came on, people were like, these aren't the, the regular people. We don't need to see this. But now that those people have been absorbed into the fold, you need to always have new villains. True. So I think introducing Dana and some of the other new, Saved by the Bell, the new class at Sir. um, it brings up some new plot lines that we need for the show to keep going. Yeah. I really like all the female newbies that they've brought in. I think there are some strong players. I'm excited to see where Danica could take things because she is a really good yeah. energy. I think in season seven, they tried to manufacture a lot of drama and it involved Billy, mm-hmm. who I just realized is no longer on the show. Yeah. RIP Billy Lee four from season, Vanderpump Four episodes Rules. to realize that like... They had just totally gotten rid of Billy. Well, I feel like they also, Jackson and Brittany had such a crazy season six that they made some sort of pact either yes, behind the scenes or with totally. producers. It's like, we will never have this kind of storyline ever again well, if you want us on this show. I think it's kind of like there comes a point in every reality show, but especially in Bravo reality shows, when the people on the show become powerful enough that they start saying things like that. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to be portrayed in a bad light. I don't like, want to be. Do you know what this show is? Right. Like, I don't want to be the villain. Um, and that brings me to Kristen, mm-hmm. who is single handedly keeping the whole show going this season. Yeah. But this is also where I'm going to defend this season. I think that this season, it doesn't have like a big dramatic, like everybody's fighting one person or one person is trying to undermine everyone or there's a secret and it turns out to be true. Mm -hmm. It's a different, it didn't start with like the last episode and like, let's go back now and see how this happened. Yeah. Maybe nothing really insane happened, but as just a portrayal of like a friend group in flux, it is like the greatest yeah. realist show to me because the one of the best arcs was when Stassi left and then came back because it was just very like everybody has that friend who's like, okay, I've got a boyfriend now, bye forever. Mm-hmm. And then like a year later comes back and is like, we broke up. <laughs> you guys have to be my friend again. And then it's like, no, no, you have to earn our trust back because we all remember that you like ditched us yeah that was a great art because that was just like a relatable thing that happens in every friend group i feel like the same thing is happening with the Kristen arc which is that they're all being such fucking assholes to her because they're all like we're grown-ups now yeah we're Kristen. She gets such a bad rap from on this show. She does. And it's also like, they're all still, it's not like they did grow up. Like they bought houses, which yeah. is also not a real marker of adulthood. It just means you have money from being on the show. Yeah. None of them could afford to buy a house if they weren't on Vanderpump Rules also, which is the way in which the show finally like broke the fourth wall for me. Yeah. Like it's not, 
I don't think anyone has. I don't certainly don't think Tom Schwartz and Katie have eclipsed Kristen in terms of like maturity and adulthood. Right. Because they're like, oh, we're grownups now. We're going to like playhouse in our houses in Valley Village. Yeah. Beautiful Valley Village. Um, Stunning, scenic, gorgeous <laughs> Valley Village. <laughs> I was saying uh, before we started recording, I grew up in North Hollywood uh, in an area that I think think we're technically in valley village i'm never sure we are either like in or just outside Mm -hmm. of the line but valley village is like a marketing scheme to try and make this one a few blocks of north hollywood be fancier and have a yeah more cachet than regular north hollywood but i'm as like a someone that's like now lived in la for a sizable chunk of time i'm proud of what north hollywood has managed to become over the past like 10 years (laughs) i mean i love it um for for what it is yeah but i also think that moving to the valley is like the logical next step of the vanderpump saga it feels right for them it feels right And it also feels like when I say it's like a rebuilding year, it's like it feels like we're setting up a lot of stuff that could happen because it is sort of like high stakes for all of these couples, uh, Tom and Katie, Saucy and Bo, Jackson, Brittany, and Sandoval and Ariana, all of them to like move in together and buy property together. Mm -hmm. That's like a huge deal that then if they fuck up it's gonna be like so much more intense than the previous times they fucked up yeah and i'm just like betting on all of them to fuck up okay i like where your head's at and i am on that same page with you my only worry is that like once we have once we've had a season like season seven where like it's clear that certain dynamics are being covered up or like kept from the viewer i worry that there will never be a public fuck up again well i think andy cohen is not shy about letting people know that they can be replaced Mm -hmm. so i think also in order to keep paying the mortgage on those houses in valley village they're gonna have to jack's better head on over to the old folks home and find (laughs) someone to fuck next to a dying senior citizen i thought you meant because he's wearing old man drag and he's like get some pussy at the old folks home in my old man costume um that too i would take also he could like get pussy at the old folks home just like as himself yeah he's like a pussy magnet at the old yeah i mean that's what I'm saying is like I my friend Brooke Baker, who's a big Vanderpump fan and the person who got me into the show originally because I was not a early adopter. Shout out Brooke. Shout it out takes Brooke. a hero it, to she really <laughs> and it took it took me a minute and I remember the moment I was all in was when Tom Sandoval was telling the story about making out not making out with Ariana at the mm-hmm. Golden Nugget. And somebody was like, Maybe Jax is like, Ew, you stayed at the Golden Nugget and he was like, I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are my people. Like, they don't stay at the fanciest place. They stay an old Las Vegas. Like, they yeah. they know they know what they can afford. Mm-hmm. They like don't live crazily outside their means the way every other Bravo show person does. You know, yeah. like what made it such a good show to me always was the idea that like these are like working class, like regular people aspiring to have creative dreams, which is most people we know in Mm -hmm. los angeles um i did worry that like them buying houses meant that they were no longer relatable to the creative class that loves vanderpump rules yeah and does podcasts about it but i do think it's like 
what I said to Brooke is like, I think it's going to just turn into Mad Men, you know? Because mm-hmm. to me, it's like moving to the suburbs, like we've all read Revolutionary Road. That doesn't mean that like now everything's great and we have sorted out all the simmering relationship issues that all of them have. No. And I think what we're seeing, what I appreciate about Ariana's storyline, especially, is that that felt really real to me. Where I it's love like, Ariana's storyline and I, I love know. Ariana, but I also, I think. Like the way that this show is like The Sopranos to me mm-hmm. is that it follows people over a period of like almost a decade now. Yeah. So you see things happen where there's been like an Easter egg for it several seasons ago. So when Ariana came out as bi, I was like, oh, she read that weird homophobic diary entry at the stand up show. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Where she was like, it was her diary entry from prep school where she was like, that girl keeps looking at me. I think she's a lesbian. Oh, my God. I forgot about right? that. And I was like, wow, is Ariana like a self-loathing secretly like maybe queer person? Mm-hmm. And then like four seasons later, it's like, yeah, she totally is, you know, <laughs> but it also made me be like, oh, OK, so she would like reading that diary entry on the show like it, it ended up being part of the plot, you mm-hmm. know, just I love it. And the other one was in season one when Stassi and Jax are talking about how much porn he watches. And she's like, I always see him like he always leaves the tabs open and it's all this BBW porn, you know, Mm -hmm. like he likes plus size girls. Yeah. And then like several seasons later when he gets with Britney, you're like, right. He wanted to be with Britney with a girl like Britney all along. Yeah. But he was dating these like Adderall starved, you know, blonde girls. Dating Britney and then doing what he could do to make, to change her body into the kind of body that he prefers. Yeah. But then also weirdly like fat fat shaming shaming her her. afterwards. I mean, what a prince. (laughs) Where will their relationship go? Well, he's like in full liar mode. Well, right. That's what I'm saying is it's like Mad Men is it's like now that they have their like suburban lives, they're going to start like lying and cheating. Mm-hmm. And like they haven't stopped drinking. No. You know, other than Lala and James are the only people who seemingly like were given such a hard time about their out of control drinking that they did stop or like cut it back severely. Yeah. Um. <laughs> They had that house party and it was like a frat party, but they're drinking like, and it's not even like they drink. They're just like popping rosé bottles and having like a rosé day by the pool. No, 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 they're doing. They're drinking. They do shots. Shots of Jaeger. That's what's so funny. It's like they've always done that and they haven't stopped at all. But everyone except for Kristen is like, we're grown ups, and then they're being like, Kristen, you're so sad. Like day drinking, who are you? They're like shaming her for being just like them, but because she's not married and mm-hmm. because she and her boyfriend openly have problems and are broken up right now, they're so mean to her. It's a mirror, I think, of their own failings in life. Yeah. And they and don't I, like to see that. So it's like if you can't get up yes, to our level. That also then- feels like a very relatable thing where like when a bunch of your friends like do get married and you're still single and they kind of treat you like poison all of a sudden Mm -hmm. of like oh well like I can't have that single person like neurotic energy around me I only have to have other like stable yeah or every conversation becomes about like there's some really cute guys here like have you seen like what about (laughs) him and you're like can we just like enjoy a night out like I'm not constantly on the hunt it it does also feel like that it feels like they don't want Kristen to be in a fucked up back and forth relationship because they want her to just be single so they can live vicariously through her Mm -hmm. you know and like 
she can be their fucked up single friend. But it does feel like they're like, Kristen, you have to be the fuck up. That's the role you play in this group is you're the biggest fuck up. So the rest of us feel less bad about ourselves. But it doesn't feel like anything she's doing is bad, like compared to things she's done in the past. No, I mean, she's having a really like her struggle seems very real of being like, my life is so intertwined with this person. I have a lot of feelings about them, but the relationship isn't working. And I like, and it's like, they live together out of it, but she's smart enough that he's not like buying the house with her and moving into the house with her. Yeah. Unlike the rest of them who are just like, okay, this like moving into this house together is going to like fix everything that's under the surface here. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was weird that Kristen gave Carter like that. It's not, I think it'd be weirder if she's like, I'll be home on this day. Like, come no. over when I'm there. It's like, yeah, you, I trust you. No, like, you're not going to go and like everything she said about him came true at the party when he walks up to her and he just like whispers in her ear, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's fucking like, she's right. Like every, he's doing all the stuff she said he was doing and he's doing it really in a dastardly way. That's like very emotionally abusive, which is to do it out of the sight of her friends Mm do you know so they're like what's wrong with you why can't you leave this guy and he's like coming up to her at a party and like whispering i love you in her ear that's so manipulative it's just like he's even more manipulative than she is which makes you feel bad for Kristen and bad that everyone's being mean to her i know i always am on the i'm always team justice for Dodie. Like I want so badly for her to come out on top She's and like thrive a book beyond coming out as well. Yeah. A book that she co-authored. Yeah. Not very, a ghost written book. Very excited. I also cook food from her uh, vegetarian. Veggieholic? Yes. Veggieholic? I make the minestrone from Veggieholic all the time <laughs> wow okay a rave review i think about cauliflower steak a lot because she's yeah. the first person that ever put that on my well, radar it's also like when you watch the show if you go back and watch the show from the beginning as some of us do mm-hmm. uh, many times to relax um <laughs> it's also like the best show about the 2000s and the most accurate document of the Pre- time period la like it's the perfect time period of LA before Instagram changed yeah, the landscape. Totally. Like I was saying this it's on the American my Apparel. other pod. Yeah. That it's like, you don't see the same kind of people like Instagram put a filter on like Vanderpumpian desperation yes. so that you just don't see that kind of psychosis yes. on a regular basis. It's all like, there's so much fillers and filters that have masked it all and to see like the new generation come in is again a good plot device because it's like it forces the the original class to be like we must believe that our lives are superior and like going better than they were in some way Mm -hmm. you know like we're not as like wildly unstable and like fucking everybody but like they are still unstable in some ways like tequila katie came out at the end of the last episode yeah before the pride episode you know and again i was just like okay like tequila katie is still totally a thing schwartz is still totally capable of like getting so drunk he wanders off and doesn't remember what he's done he blacks out like consistently i don't yeah. think his drinking has ever slowed down and tequila katie what was really wild to me too is that Kristen. i mean I think Kristen showed a lot of restraint in that like argument that she had with Stassi and Katie yeah. because she could have pulled out 
every receipt and just like thrown it all in Katie's face and poked the beast until tequila Katie like tore down the restaurant. Right. It's like there's something in their sort of like false superiority. Yeah. That and she didn't do that. She backed off and then even went so far as to like apologize publicly on Twitter when the episode aired being like that was a dick move of me like blah 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 and I'm like no honey like you've shown growth in this arena and clearly like these two women are still at they just have a little more money in a house but they're still very much emotionally at the same level they were right and i think it's like they've also both they're both comfortable enough in their relationships that they're like they're not hiding the crazy so Mm -hmm. much you know like i'm not i don't know Bo seems very in it with saucy for good but that doesn't mean that like her flipping out couldn't at least cause a plot line where they might break up yeah i just don't i don't there's something about that relationship i don't trust it i mean what's amazing about saucy's dating is like you know jack seemed like the worst boyfriend anyone could ever have and then they introduced (laughs) patrick (laughs) and that was truly yeah like skin that was like revolting he was such an asshole to her and thought he was smart but was an idiot so yeah, that also just like that made Bo feel like a relief. But I think once the dust settles and we all collectively breathe that sigh of relief, the truth kind of creeps in, which is like Bo is like kind of a wannabe actor who found a really like famous person whose coattails he can ride to like get on the show and get a platform which ironically is what they're saying carter does i know which is like it takes one to know one right and i think that like i feel like i've known and i've seen people who do this where it's like you date a bunch of dickheads and then you end up settling down with the first guy that's like medium nice to you and then like that's never that's like a good stepping stone to get to someone that could be a really good long-term partner but i don't think the one that you should ever really like call it with well i think they also started to peel the onion that is stassi with the stuff with her mom you know where you found out her mom was like such an asshole to her Mm -hmm. and just like very demeaning and (laughs) just like a like a real jerk to her where you yeah. were like, oh that's why you're a bitch or like mm-hmm. that's why you created a persona where you were a bitch for so long is because your mom is a fucking bitch and like who knows what happened to her that made her such a bitch but it's just like an endless cycle yeah and it's i just think it's like you can't go back you know so to be like oh i miss like season three or four or whatever it's like no, these people like have to move on in some way. And if they were still partying and working at Sir, it would also not ring true in the same way because it would be clear that it was like they don't have to work at Sir anymore. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're like, no, you don't have to work at Sir. And just like Ariana's speech this week about being so depressed, she like doesn't get out of bed in the morning. And like, uh, I just feel like a freelance anthem yeah you know? <laughs> i was like that speaks to me yeah very very deeply and that was so like betty drapery where she was just like okay i'm in my house in the suburbs now like how do i motivate to like brush my hair and like yeah. leave the house and not just like stay in my bed all day i'm like hun if you find out let a bitch know <laughs> <laughs> but it is also yeah it's good for like they they disprove their own 
belief that moving to the suburbs has like leveled everything out Mm -hmm. because they're all still clearly like thirsty to party too you know yeah they're also they all are like codependent which is why they couldn't they had to move into all the same style houses within like a stone's throw of each other well that also feels like a setup for like you know you're all gonna know where each other is at any time and like I've totally believed that if Jax gets in a fight with Brittany, he could just like disappear for a week, you know, Mm -hmm. again, like I don't think being married does the thing that all of these people still expect it to do, you know, in terms of like securing their relationship long term. And that is why Ariana and Tom seem to have the healthiest relationship in some ways, because they're not just like, Oh, we're married now. So we're like committed. Like they're always evaluating their commitment which makes people think they're more unstable. But to me, it makes them seem just like more stable. Yeah. They're never taking it for granted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're always like, do I want to be with you? Like, yes. Yeah. Making an active decision every day to be together rather than just like forced to be together. Right. It means they're like always dating in a way. And like, clearly she has a lot of issues that she's like still opening up about. So yeah, it does seem like some of those people were just ready to jump the gun. And especially Jack seems eager to prove that he's an adult now. But it's like he protests too much. Right, because he's like, oh, I'm 40. I'm a grown man. I'm 40. Check me out. I'm 40. And it's like... He looks for these like big life markers to then justify why he's so mature now like he's like oh my dad died i'm a whole new man like right. oh i'm 40 and like, that's it's- so again relatable because like who doesn't know people that are like um i'm an adult now and you're like we all remember what you were like <laughs> yeah up until like five seconds ago you're like you were butt chugging vodka like right? yesterday so please and it's also like it's fine to butt chug vodka yeah, just by don't all means. be snotty to your just other don't pretend you're not butt chugging <laughs> right <laughs> Why don't you try to redefine what adulthood is to include more butt chugging? Yeah, it doesn't, it's not just like, let's think outside the box. It's not so black and white. Like they were all so ready to go to Miami. You know what I mean? They were Mm -hmm. all like so excited to move into their house and then they were immediately like excited to get out of it, which seems also just real. Well, once you have also that much space, like I'm continually shocked at just how huge their houses are. Oh, I just watched the movie What Lies Beneath last night <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> and it's a, another huge house. It just seems like all the drama in that movie is like this couple's in this huge house together. And it's yeah. so huge. I love stuff like that. And I'm like watching like Schwartz fold it, like dealing with his laundry and then just seeing like him and Katie's approach to like trying to move in and be like homemakers. Right. And it's something I don't think, I mean, they don't know how to do it. No. And the picture where Ariana was like, Oh, I'm going to move into my nice house. And like, now everything will be chill. And then they showed all the stuff in boxes not opened yet. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that's also depressing in a different way. (laughs) Well, it's also interesting because I'm like, yeah, they moved into these houses, which is a big financial leap for a lot of them. And also, I think as viewers who have seen them come from literally nothing to like homeowners, you're like, damn, they're rich now. Like, I guess they're but they're not. Solved. They're not. But they're not. And yeah. I think a huge tell on that is the fact that like the houses are not furnished. Yeah. Like, I don't think I think, yeah, they could afford to make a down payment and start making mortgage payments. But like 
where like it takes a lot of money to like furnish a house right i think they're trying to have the lifestyle that they expect they should have at this point which is a thing like a lot of people do and like Mm -hmm. one of the most respectable things about sandoval was that he kept that shitty apartment forever you know that he like wasn't like okay i've got a steady income now yeah i'm gonna upgrade i'm gonna upgrade he was like no i'm gonna save my money i'm gonna keep staying in this shitty rent controlled apartment which Mm -hmm. is like the reality for most people in la is like you can't even afford to move yeah um I mean, he's paying like $900 a month. That's unheard of. Yeah, that's unheard Like, he should have stayed there till the end of time and like (laughs) gifted it down to his children. Um, And I think that it's scary to like put a mortgage down on a house. And again, I think like the behind the scenes thing that they're not saying is like, to pay off those houses, they have to keep making this show for as long as humanly possible, which means they have to find a way to keep it interesting for the viewers. I don't think they understand that though. And I think that that's what's kind of interesting. Like the subtext is like a long time viewer is that like, I really think that I like, I, I don't think Tom and Katie understand what it really means that they bought this house and are now like paying it off. Yes. In terms of like what it means for them to be on a show. I don't think Katie understands what that means in terms of her being on this show. Well, I feel like they must have signed some sort of crazy contract at the beginning to film it all, you Mm -hmm. know? So I do think that they're going to keep getting drunk at parties. And when they do that, fucked up shit tends to happen. Yeah. But I think they don't even know if the show's renewed for another season yet. Like, I don't think that they have any sort of guarantee of renewal. So they find out like a few weeks before they start filming a season, if the show's renewed or not. And I don't know if that includes like the OGs contracts. Like if they have multiple seasons, that's really interesting. I mean, I know that that's true for the housewives. I know that they can like fire all the housewives at at any time. At any time. I've heard that like some people have other contracts in place or have such a good relationship with andy cohen that they're like unfireable Mm -hmm. allegedly yeah what i've heard is that um what's her name uh beverly hills that kyle richards is like unfireable yeah that that tracks um but i've heard that there's a lot of like behind the scenes drama right now with nini and Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, wow. Because Nini is the person who considers herself like the Grand Dam original of Atlanta. And the same thing is happening with Vicky on Orange County, who I fucking hate more than anybody. Oh, but my God. Like, I love Vicky. She's like a fascinating, horrible person. She's yeah. like not one redeeming quality in any way. She's not even like funny. <laughs> she's just she, like an asshole. She's like... A- funny in the sense that she doesn't she's never trying to be no she represents trump voter orange county perfectly you Mm -hmm. know but they demoted her down to a friend of this season she was fucking pissed but she's now off totally i think that she is making her own show right but like who wants that i don't think anybody wants that I just—I mean, that, I don't even fuck with Orange County, really. But I'm yeah, like, I, I just would. think that it's like you can get your valuation up really high on a show like this mm-hmm. to a point where maybe you even believe that that's how much you're worth. But it is sort of like a Silicon Valley type thing where it's like, or you can go bust at any moment if you stop making money, if you stop providing views and good content. Yeah. You're out. 
And on a show like Vanderpump Rules, how it's so different from Housewives is truly it's like, how much are you willing to kind of degrade yes. yourself? And I will say that if what you really miss about Vanderpump Rules is the like hooking up and fighting in a workplace environment below deck below deck or if you miss it summer house is good hookup drama yeah i can't get into summer house did you watch this i was never watching it and then i watched the first episode of this season and i was like in it was giving me everything right. that vanderpump right wasn't. i think they know that vanderpump has become a different show and so they're like trying to cater to that demo but it is also again it's like vanderpump started as a show about people in their 20s getting shit faced at work all the time and now it's a show about people in their 30s <laughs> buying houses and, and getting married and one person who's 40 and like going to funerals yeah um and having like real life scary sad things that's, happen that's really interesting to me that's like as interesting to me as the like you because if you know all of the backstory too it's like it imbues all of these little things with so much weight yeah you know I don't feel like this season is as much of a disappointment as last season. Yeah. But I, I definitely... I think last season, they they kind of like went too far in a direction where they didn't know what they were doing, which was to introduce Billy as like the new Lala, the new like hot, hot girl that's a villain. Mm-hmm. And then it got into issues of trans representation in a way that none of the Vanderpump cast was like smart enough to deal with. No. Except for like a couple. Like... It made the principles look so bad, um, but it's also like it made the show look bad because the show does sort of be, you know, rely on this like, okay, now it's pride. Like we're a very, you know, pride type show. So yeah. to be like, actually like. They're like, no, look at this pe- trans demon that we've got. Yeah, like, they were such in. fucking assholes to her. Yeah. That- and like basically got her to quit the show. Right. And I think that like, they do pull stuff like they're like refusing to film with certain people. Yeah. I think that that was done with James in such a way where it was like, well, that also hurts the show. The fact that they made Raquel full time, but James is like a friend of now is so fucking weird. I know. But also Raquel is like, I love Raquel. I love Raquel because I, I mean, I feel for her, especially after this episode. Well, and we'll get into it. The story about the ice cream party is yeah, like. Yeah, that told you everything you need to know. Yeah. But then also, Raquel's just gotten duped into actually working at Sir full time. Her when, outfit that she wore at Pride was so amazing. It's very Britney. Yeah, it was really Britney good. Britney Spears, not Britney. Um, let's go kind of back to the beginning. Um, it gets. So, James is cleared to DJ at pride he's the at only Tom dj Tom. in los angeles the only dj that could possibly bring people in get them lit and get them <laughs> spending money on drinks is james kennedy and tom sandoval he says his whole approach to james djing successfully is bring him in early get him out early which is smart yeah and Katie says she would not let James DJ if it was her restaurant. And then they cut back to the infamous, not summer bodies, but <laughs> but like James being- sort of not very flattering. Yeah, yeah. Which they fail to really go back further and show that she started that argument. Oh, they never do. That's Mm-mm. Katie's strategy. Yeah. <laughs> why does Katie? Why is she still on the show? Um, because she is a good character in a way mm-hmm. i think because she's married to schwartz who's like the the probably the biggest man child of all of them yeah um 
And just her like determination to make that relationship work, even though it was clearly like, I just feel like everyone knows that couple that dated for too long and then got married when they should have broken up. And Mm -hmm. that is what they feel like to me, you know, where you're like, they're going off the nostalgia for the group and everyone being together, but they're the only couple still standing from the original group. Yeah. And it seems like a very like sexless relationship. It seems sexless. She's talked a lot of shit about his dick. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Like a lot. And it's like she, I'm into like the leaning in to being truly just like a boring like matronly like at one point she's like i'm teaching myself how to knit and then it right, just shows her like right. laying on a couch and knitting. like from the phases of their careers being sort of like having these like really big ambitions for themselves to being like we're all gonna have blogs being like she started the show being like i'm an actor i'm an actress i want to like go like, on auditions I'm a musician. yeah they all started with really big ambitions and then they were all like i'm just gonna have a blog and be a personality because instagram exists now yeah but like and now they're all like not even doing I'm not that. even gonna have the blog I'm just gonna like get into being a housewife which again it's like I feel like people come out of that very quickly yeah I feel like a lot of people are like okay I'm settled now like my life's over like I'm so boring and then that makes you go insane which Ariana is like already vocalizing yeah but like when is that gonna happen for Katie because I'm like you can't just like coast on knitting and be on the show yes or can you well I think Schwartz will fuck up in some way that she like has to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that's what I think will happen I think they're gonna set up like a boys trip or something they're all gonna be in sexless marriages like People there might has start to have having been someone that he's had sex with in between. Well, then Kristen will find out and get text them. <laughs> yeah, them like the- I'm surprised that like no one has caught them even just like on a cell phone or something like making out with someone else. I think they're gonna have to like lead them to it, you yeah. know. But like just seeing Jax in the strip club, it's obvious that like if his girlfriend's not in sight, mm-hmm. he he forgets. Yeah, and he's down for whatever, he's and then down also, for whatever. and I think again just like for it becoming mad men it's like then they're gonna just be in like sexless marriages in the suburbs that's gonna come out in some way yeah and if they're like okay you guys have to go to las vegas now to promote vanderpump rose or whatever uh stuff will happen yeah they're not that disciplined so you're keeping the faith that i'm keeping the faith things are bubbling like yes it's like a simmering waiting to boil yeah i think it's like we knew that it was gonna round off with like everyone getting married and and buying houses i guess Mm -hmm. that and stopping working at sir well now i mean they're wanting to have babies too right and again i don't think that's gonna help the relationships necessarily no that are are already is any indication of like what hormones can do to a person (laughs) we're in for a wild ride well i also love sheena's plotline being like she's the person who's still socializing with the young people mm-hmm. um because she is like the female peter pan who's like i'm still young i still party i'm single it's cool yeah um but it's clearly miserable it's clearly miserable is basically like banking i mean i think it's great to like freeze your eggs and do all that but i feel <sighs> sheena it's like, like it's like sh- 
it's giving up a little bit. Well, it bit. also feels like they're like rubbing it in Shayna's face that like her fairy tale wedding didn't work out and like they're also happy now. But like, mm, look at what happened to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that was just like a little appetizer for you guys. That's what that's personally what I think, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think they will get bored of being old marrieds and be like, I miss partying like we used to, and that will come out in some fashion. Yeah. But I thought the highlight of the season so far was. Dana asking Sheena if she was 34 or 16 mm-hmm. and Sheena puffing on her inhaler. The inhaler is a real MVP of this episode. <laughs> Sheena singing good as gold. Yeah. And being like, and her, being like kind of out of tune yeah, and she a little practiced. bit desperate energy. Well, Cause also that was like a sad story to me. Like Sheena giving up on her, her gay club, like house music career and just soon. sort of like Lala taking it over because yeah. I did feel like Sheena was the one with the surest like career path of being like, I'm going to have a novelty single. The person on the Bravo show that decides to have the novelty single is always playing a better long game than everybody else. Yeah. Because you can, if I was on a reality show, I would have many singles. Do you have a favorite Bravo single? <sighs> It's hard to say. I really like Shake That. (laughs) I love the merging of uh, James Kennedy and Sheena in the stew. I thought it was like a fun anthem. I like Sheena rapping. It was during that time period when every pop song had klezmer horns in it. Mm -hmm. So it was very... It was of the moment. Of the moment. And it was still, I think Mike Shea and James, it was like their Shea F. Kennedy. Oh, God. And so it really, it merged a lot of things together that I love. I mean, I think the, like, the, the worst possible ending for Sheena is that she, like, gives up and goes back to Azusa. Yeah. I love how she's always like, I'm the only one from LA. Mm-hmm. And then from Azusa. Me, yeah, from Azusa. As a person from the Valley, I, fe- I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Sheena, so Lisa has broken her toe or has some sort of like foot injury. I mean, Lisa is also like the number one guiltiest person of refusing to film with other people. And that's why she's not on Beverly Hills anymore. I know, which is a real cop-out move like i'm it's still holding that against out. her and i think and she I did always plant will. those stories also <laughs> she did i think so oh she absolutely did she's yeah. in bed with all of the like dailies and the right? tabloids like at what point are you not just like well i did it it would Embrace. be a power move to be like yeah i called them and what yes and you I gave think- a dog away and like i feel like maybe lisa and i'm having more empathy now because i think Maybe Lisa, pre all her family trauma, would have come out and just been like a badass about it. I think, but maybe she was just going through a really emotional hard time, and she was truly depressed. I mean, I also felt like she was the Kristen of the group on Beverly Hills that season because her like her brother died, and they yeah. were her brother killed himself, and they were all like what a downer bitch housewives of beverly hills historically doesn't do well with suicide oh my god no they do not that was when really don't know that was when my friend Tess from night call like checked out forever on the housewives was that was after taylor's husband yeah she was like i'm not comfortable with this being exploited for entertainment i was like fair fair i'm gonna stay in this dirt pile yeah that's when i got a little deeper into it i was like you know what there's on to something here yeah i mean because i'm like i'm as like i'm like why wouldn't tragedy why wouldn't you want to exploit tragedy for everything it's worth i do think that the best housewives franchises currently tend to be the ones with newer people Mm -hmm. who are not 
famous enough to have any say yeah or famous enough to like realize they can try to you know they're not like trying to construct their narratives on the show they're just Mm -hmm. happy to be there yeah so i do think that the best ones are um dallas and potomac okay yeah i keep hearing that too yeah because nothing is off the table on those shows um Mm -hmm. which is like maybe not good for the people on the show but it is good for the show yeah you know it makes for the most entertaining yeah and like the plot line there was a plot line on potomac that's about like one of them has a husband who like appears to be closeted or at least is sexually harassing men uh that work on the show oh my god so they like broke the fourth wall yeah he, he like grabbed a crew guy's ass. <laughs> no. And then they like showed the footage and it became like this whole like true crime show the whole season of like, did he actually grab the crew guy's ass? Some of them claim they saw it. And oh the my one God. who's married to him is like, she also like grew up in poverty and doesn't want to go back. So yeah. she's kind of like, you shut the fuck up about my marriage. Mm-hmm. But it like climaxed in an incredible scene where she was like at pride performing her single for pride and then like screaming at everyone about like insinuating that her husband might be gay oh my god okay well so it's, you it's just a good show yeah, i'm <laughs> um, very much in you may also know about the famous dallas moment i know now a lot about carrie o'donnell's educated me on the leanne downfall Leanne's, leanne is amazing and leanne is smart because she doesn't try not to be the villain she is the villain yeah and that is what Leaning into your innate villain energy is so key. Trying to seem likable makes you the real villain. Yeah. As Taylor Swift has seen time and again. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that makes you less likable than trying to seem likable all the time. Like, do you think Leanne's going to get fired now? For which part? Well, I know (laughs) what I know, having not watched it and just heard third party info is like she was like actively racist to someone oh she was totally racist to somebody but it was also in of it was interesting yeah it was like something they don't i mean there have been some plot lines on the shows recently that would never have been on the shows before Mm -hmm. just in terms of like addressing one of them being racist because texas Texas is one of the most racist places. Yeah. yeah like. And so this was like, she didn't, she, so they brought in a, a Mexican cast member yeah. who's new, who's a like a, a Mexican, Mexican woman living in Texas, who's mm-hmm. super rich. And yeah, it was that she, when she got mad at her, she just kept calling her Mexican and then they'd be like, that's fu-. what was amazing that I didn't expect was the other housewives recognizing it as racist. Yeah. Because they're all also white women from Texas. Mm-hmm. So I just thought they were going to defend her. Yeah. And instead they were like, no, you can't do that. That's racist. Um, which was just sort of like an amazing turn. And then Leanne like couldn't stop herself or kind of oh thought that God, it she wasn't. Stop talking about it. No. But I think again, it's like if she's as long as you don't do what Phaedra did on Atlanta, mm-hmm. which was to like accuse somebody of rape, I think that's what it was. I think she accused somebody of rape. That will get you kicked off. Yeah. There are some lines you cannot cross. Uh, I think because I this is like this sets Leanne up for like now next cha- next season she has like the chance at the redemption arc, mm-hmm. you know. And she, a le- it's a learning opportunity but for like, her. 
racist women who don't know they're racist, that's a lot of Real Housewives, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's like kind of the setup of all the white Real Housewives, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just who don't even know. And they've like left it in the show before. There have been other things that were like very damning that they just left in the show. For example, Le- Luann, Countess Luann. Doing oh, Luann doing like blackface. blackface um, did not get her kicked off. And no. everybody except for Carol Radziwill was like, it's fine. <laughs> you know? And Carol Radswell was like, she's doing blackface, right? Like, that's not cool. And they were like, it's a tan. Like, it's a tan. I don't know. She literally I was, was also, dressing up as, like, Diana Ross. I was also concerned when they were doing the old man drag. Uh, there was some some conspicuously dark tanner on Tom Schwartz. He that at a certain point, he was like... into, like, a yeah. bit of brown but then, face. And then I was like... And then he was like, I'm Greek. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you're off the hook for now. Good save. Tom Schwartz. But also like, hmm. I was like, at least you're smart enough to be like, I'm playing an ethnic stereotype of something I'm probably <laughs> allowed to still do. Yeah. Like white European. Yeah. Is still okay to yeah, make fun like, of. Like I was worried he was going to do like a fucking real racist voice. Yeah. I was like, and then he I was, was the dark, like his... My stomach was on the edge. I was like, please don't ruin this show for me forever. Even though I know that like Jax is a Trump voter and there are things that like make the show harder to watch now like that. Yeah. A Trump voter just like doesn't vote. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? 
That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. The worst thing, I've, the most racist thing I've ever seen on A Real Housewives was when they, one of the first episodes where they introduced Dorinda on Real Housewives of New York, she mistakes a black guy in a restaurant for her waiter. <laughs> And she just keeps going like, waiter, no. waiter over here. And he does not work there. And they like explain that. Great. And I was just like, wow, they left that in the show. I mean, New York is a fascinating study of just like problematic energy because I feel like they're constantly well, New York's crossing the, the line. Yeah. But it, it's done in such an over the top like comedic manner yes. that you kind of just forgive it and New move York, on. New York mirrors new york it has mm. chaotic energy yeah um non-stop. did you watch the trailer not yet but i think bringing in the streetwear woman is like a smart choice if you have to replace bethany yeah i was getting very mad at bethany because she was doing the thing where she was like i'm so famous i don't want to have to film with anyone anymore mm-hmm. and she also was like you know she wanted to be the protagonist of the show, the narrator of the show, the person who tells you what to think about everyone else. But then she also loses her shit to an uncontrollable point where she says something really fucked up like all the time. Yeah. So I think her as a control freak, her like inability to control the narrative, like took her off the show. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. Cause I do think there's a thing where it's like the sh- being on that show might ruin your life, but it might also make you wealthy. 
Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. But like, is it worth it? I don't know. It's the devil's bargain. Would you like, go on a reality show? Um, We've talked about this know. on Night Call before. Like, if somebody was like, here's a billion dollars, we get to film everything you do now. Oh, yeah. A billion dollars. A billion dollars? Yeah. Like, for a lot of money. But, like, I wouldn't do, like, a Vander... I wouldn't do, like, a Vanderpump Rules Hail Mary type of thing where they're like, we're going to pay you, like, 5000 bucks for mm-hmm. a whole season, mm-hmm. you, of which your walk-away pay is, like, $1,500. Well, that's how they get you. I know. To, like, exploit everything you do and you have no control and we make you look like an idiot. I've heard, like, Love and Hip Hop, they sign a crazy deal where they can film you at all times yeah like it's like they just like they take super advantage and i think you really don't get a good paycheck until you're three seasons in do you watch love and hip-hop by the no, way which i need to it's because really that's good. where cardi b came from yeah right? she's her season is amazing because it is truly like a star is born yeah just from the moment she comes on screen and, and she like, got yes. scouted off of instagram she made like funny instagram videos mm-hmm. backstage she's the american dream she she really is and then they pl- they plucked her and they said let's yeah. put you on the show yeah and then, and she then kind of got a platform when she started rapping people were like she's not going to be able to do that because there's been a lot of people like they're like the vanity so it's like if one of the bravo housewives songs became like the number one hit in the world oh my god yeah <laughs> i think that's like overlooked i need to get into like love, love and hip hop is great one is where i first yeah like cut my teeth on like reality television exploitative reality yeah TV. <laughs> where i was like wait this is speaking to me and then i feel like it just i fell off or love they and fell off is is great because it's different from vanderpump and like every other reality show ever in that it like leans into being staged mm-hmm. and is shot like a music video in parts okay so every time they introduce a character or like show somebody in a new place they have like a beautiful slow-mo shot of them walking in where they look fucking amazing i'm into that tossing their hair and they like kind of do the same plot devices across the series which once you've watched enough of all of them you will like realize yeah um but they do like some of the plot devices they do they like should do on the housewives Mm -hmm. there's always a plot line where like somebody suddenly is gay where like a woman that's never dated women before like you know they start the season and she's like i've got a surprising like (laughs) i had an interesting summer oh i'm into that and they've only ever done that once on housewives with uh kim fucking zolciak like came back and was dating a woman but it's such a smart way to get yourself airtime um and like all of the housewives and sometimes vanderpump are so like weirdly lesbophobic yeah although they're always constantly making out with each other just Mm -hmm. for like one of them to be like i am gay now yeah great my hope is that like maybe Ariana and Tom like ooh I can see that that's the thing too you see like, them like get what being if, like, in like a thruple or her well, being she like she made out I with know. Lala that t- when this that was one of the most amazing that was a really good episode that was like really just like and thrown even, in there that, even in the mix of like a terrible season yes you still get these like magical moments exactly. like that and it's like okay like that's what we're watching right for. where they just casually were like sandoval's casually like oh yeah i let lala eat out my girlfriend in the back of a cab mm-hmm. and they were all like what <laughs> you cucked yourself <laughs> that seems like what sandoval would be into also yeah i would think that he would be like down to get cucked sandoval seems like a real like sex lies and videotape kind of like he just would be just as happy to like stand in the corner while 
mm-hmm. Ariana makes out with a chick. I think so. I feel like it's the kind of thing where I think they've had threesomes. Also, I mean, I know there may be like a little on the old millennial side of things for this, but like, don't underestimate the possibility of somebody opening up a marriage. Yeah. On the show, you know? That could be a great plot line. It would be really amazing you know? to see. And I think like they could open up their relationship. I just can see Jax after being married for like two years being like, hey, babe, have you ever heard about this thing mm-hmm. called polyamory? We're like, or I like get to one fuck of the everyone? girls. It would be cool if one of the girls got experimental or adventurous yeah like i would love it if the tables turn and it wasn't like the guys cheating anymore and oh my it was God, the women totally i do also think that's totally a possibility they should just what they should do is just like send them to more dangerous places <laughs> they shouldn't yeah, they let them on more vacation they, the co-ed the co-ed bachelorette party was great the first time but they need to not only go on co-ed trips because that is what stops the twilight action from happening yeah and what we need is for them to be like apart from each other long enough that like something can actually go wrong mm-hmm. yeah maybe like for stassi's bachelorette or something like that they can do them separately i also could i just would like a wild things moment with like ariana and stassi I would like like to find out that there's been a secret relationship this entire time, which I hope is the case. I hope the rumors are true on Beverly Hills that Brandy and Denise. I mean, I don't think they're true, but I think it's a great plot device. I mean, I, even if they're not, if it seems believable enough and it's entertaining, I don't really give a shit. There's also some fascinating Denise Richards stuff I heard off the record that I'll tell you. Okay, yeah, later. we'll have to circle back to that <laughs> once the mics are off. I'm obsessed with Sheena, like, Sheena's obsession with not being obsessed with Dana. I know. And Sheena, when they were like, he's my friend, and they cut to the montage of, like, (laughs) he's just my friend. All the montage. He's my best friend. Right. And, like, having eight seasons of stuff like that to cut to is also amazing. Yeah. And they cut to Tom Sandoval's uh, apology (laughs) montage. I'm sorry, but. (laughs) I'm sorry, but. And just every time, like... That is amazing. Yeah. When somebody says that they don't do something and then they cut to the tape, like, mm-hmm. that is incredible. That's what I come here for. Yeah. And that's why you don't want to sign on for a reality show. Yeah, no. I don't <laughs> I don't want to, like, I know that there's certain ways that I could come off, but then I also don't want to be proven wrong time and time again when I'm, like, feeling right about everything. <laughs> Unless I'm getting, like, a million dollars from the jump. Yeah. In which case, like, by all means, make me look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa calling Pride avant-garde was really amazing. It was avant-garde. It's avant-garde. And also, this episode felt like just a long infomercial for all of her various Well, they all kind of do. Yeah. But it's even more this season, like, restaurant-centric drama of, like, who's on staff and, like, how short-staffed we are. I also think they drove a car into... Uh, pump on purpose same yeah i was at pump last night yeah and they've now where the car was driven in to the side like the glass patio thing that is now like the front door entrance they should have just left it like that 
uh, with oh, the car. There's still, there's still a um, oh, like a like Universal Hard Rock Studios Cafe, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like an installation. Yeah. There's wood panels on the patio. It's like hasn't been fixed yet. And then now the entrance of it is kind of like it's they shifted it. So I think they're waiting for insurance money to come through, yeah, and think... then they're going to reboot the whole op- like front door area of it i think you're right but i think that that absolutely was i think it was an insurance scam i also think the fire was put probably an insurance the fires scam. completely immediately after because there were two fires that happened very closely to each other and then when she when we got to see the fire take place on the show and saw her redecorate everything in the restaurant that wasn't even damaged and then they paid jeremy cash for like saving yeah, the day they don't even like, make it look not sketchy and i think that that's their approach is they're like if we just do it out in the open no one's gonna question us but i'm like you guys are sketchy i mean the restaurant business is sketchy it's really sketchy i don't think that you can make that much money no it's wrapped up with the real estate business which is like the sketchiest thing in the world yeah um and she and it's a lot of has, bribes to get certain properties yeah and she has like three of like the flagship properties in west hollywood and with like we're going too deep now we're gonna so de- i'm afraid sh- for my life every day that us. i've said like because i've been a huge proponent proponent of the fire starting theory or one of them secretly an arsonist, which would also be an amazing plotline. Yeah, if any like staff was. Yeah. yeah. Or just like if like Jax was like, oh, I can't stop starting fires. Like mm-hmm. I'd totally believe I that. I would buy that from him. <laughs> <laughs> or like Dodie just like throwing cigs on it. And, yeah, like, that's it also true. Flames. The back alley cigarette brigade. Yeah. I mean. You know what's also interesting about Kristen is that Carter like carter's a big plot line this season but we've never really seen him on the show and i wonder if lisa has like put the kibosh on him coming on the show because she doesn't like Kristen that much that's possible i mean i feel like we've seen him this season a little bit a little more than ever yeah. like we well, got we him in that him, one new orleans episode. we saw him when she first started dating him after she and sandoval broke up yeah because he had like hooked up with some other friend of hers or something he hooked up with katie right <laughs> perfect um what do you think the deal with peter is i worry for peter i think that i was into his acting in this episode i thought he really sold the like angry manager oh yeah putting his fists down i think he really works there because i think he really works there like his main job is managing and he grew his hair back out which was grew his hair out which was a good move i like how he's like the starter boyfriend for all of them yeah and then he's like not interesting enough to have drama on the show you climb on peter to get to the next guy (laughs) (laughs) peter gets you on the show yeah you gotta fuck Peter to get to You the... have to fuck Peter. He's entry-level fuck. I have a friend who thinks Peter's the hottest one. Oh, I have many friends that are like ride-or-die boners really? for Peter. Yeah, and I'm like... I mean, I went on a Tinder date with Peter way you back did? in the day. You did? Oh, my yeah. God. We matched on Tinder when the show, I think, was in its like second or early third season. And no, it might have been like right before the third season. And I was like, I have to go out with him yeah. and like see what it's all about it? it was um what you'd expect i mean we went out to lunch he had written a script that he was looking for someone to like 
rewrite for him. And so I think he, I think he took interest in me as like a potential writer. Like, I don't think it was a romantic date for him. I think it was a business and networking opportunity. (laughs) And then I was like, Oh, send me your script. Cause I just wanted to read it. And it was like total like typos from page one onward. Like really, I was like, Oh, this is a person that's truly like, they're not going to make it. Except as except as the, like he'll continue to manage yeah. a restaurant. That's great. Yeah, but like I don't think that there's any there there as far as talent is concerned. Um, I'm sad. It pains me to say that. I want for him. Well, I to think succeed. everybody on Pump Rules like found their calling, which is being a person on Pump Rules. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they were all meant to be reality stars. Yeah, there. It's like the stars aligned for Mm -hmm. them and say like swooped in and saved them right at the moment. And I don't think you can replicate it with a different show because it is this like particular case of like, they all had this friend group, all these pre-existing events had happened before the show started. Yeah. Um, It all felt very real, but I don't think just crossing over into like sort of meta comment is going to ruin the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I just, I just trust them to fuck up because they've all fucked up so many times before. I yeah. trust that somebody's going to slip on a banana peel and fall in a stripper or something. Yeah. I love that you're keeping the faith. It makes me <laughs> want to keep the faith. <laughs> just because human behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I believe. Okay. Raquel's hairstylist. I'm obsessed with the hairstylist. Like set up and then xing dana out of it (laughs) (laughs) and like those hairstyles also didn't really warrant a hairstylist per se like i feel like i could have done that so i was really happy to see like sheena and raquel's pride looks yeah that's a good spinoff also sheena and raquel yeah sheena and raquel they make good tv together what do you think of raquel and james's relationship um i mean I feel like we're not getting enough of it to tell really. Yeah. Like I think him like yelling at her to come over there and her missing a shift feels like very classic James. Mm-hmm. But I hope that Raquel like steps up and is like, no, I will not miss a shift. Yeah. I feel like it was, this was the first time I really saw how probably abusive he is towards her. Like, it was one of those moments where it's, like, he's screaming, like, fuck you, Raquel. Like, how dare you? And then later on, he's, like, puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Being, like, I'm so sorry. And Well, like, they're all like that. They all, like, live for the drama. So yeah. Like almost nobody has a relationship that's, like... Respectful. Yeah. Like Also, art. James is sneaking alcohol, like, yeah, on camera. Clearly. Yeah. N- and not doing a good job of hiding it. Yeah. And he, where do you stand on like James' alcoholism? I mean, I think he's doing a better job of not being drunk on camera. Mm -hmm. I think he's like trying to stay on the show because he knows it's his, it's his one shot. But it's also deeply sad and I think speaks to the nature of like addiction that literally Lisa's like, you cannot do this and be on the show and have these jobs if you're also drinking and he cannot 
he can't just not drink. Yeah. And when you see the stuff with his family, too, it makes you have more sympathy for him because yeah. like, he's coming from like the not the most stable family and a family that clearly valued like fame and money mm-hmm. in a major way. Again, it's just like when you when you see them in the context, you're like, oh, it's they're all just such three dimensional people because they're real people. Yeah. I wish we'd gotten more of like Jax's family dynamic or the I guess we'll probably get more of like yes. the mom stuff, which right. I think is a very untapped and unmined. Right. Like Jack's flipping out at his mom is like and not inviting her to his wedding yeah, is psycho. And it's like no one's really like speaking to that in a yeah. very real way. I love also that Lisa is like now Ariana's therapist. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when that when they cut back to Ariana being like on the phone in a bathrobe and Lisa yeah. goes, "Are you just still depressed?" <laughs> <laughs> and I love the real like Ariana being like, "I thought I was just depressed because I lived in a shithole apartment, but really I am actually dealing with like right, deep like depression. that's real. Yeah. That's also real. Being like, oh, the material possessions I thought would like make my life better mm-hmm. aren't actually making me happy because like I'm just not a happy person. Yeah, that's fucking good. And then I was like, I would also be really depressed if I lived in that apartment, right? And if you moved away." Also, just like moving away from WeHo for all those people seems like a bigger deal than they're making it. Yeah, I we would all live really... next to each other. It's like they're away from the nightlife that they care so much about and the access to like this other world. Like yeah. it's like it must be a weird feeling for them to go. They now drive over the hill 20, 25, 30 minutes to go to these restaurants where they're treated like rock stars. Yeah. But it's like it's only in that one place that they get this kind of like adulation and like recognition. And then everywhere else they go, they're normal. normal, Barring like maybe the few people that are fans of the show being like, Oh my God, it's Tom and Ariana or like it's Jax. But like, it just is, must be a very strange lifestyle. Yeah. It's such a micro kind of fame. Yeah. But it's also so intense. So (laughs) intense. And then, you feel like, oh, I'm on this, I'm on a show that's like the whole country watches and I'm like a huge celebrity in this like tiny restaurant scene, but then I'm going to drive back to the valley where like no one cares about who I am. Right, like, like that would do life. a number on you. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah. I want to like live in WeHo and like have my whole vibe going and then like just make it bigger and better in that area. That's what I'm saying, like but they can't afford to live in WeHo. Yeah. So it's like a, this, there's a lot of settle and relatable. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, once again, relatable Making kings and compromises. Um, James's troll of Randall. I love that we address the like Randall 50 cent drama. Fofty. Fofty. But I also am like, Lala, her not talking about any of that no i mean lala is definitely like sidelining herself but i think she probably has wisely realized that maybe the randall cash flow is more worth it than the vanderpump cash flow mm-hmm. maybe there's more there the randall cash flow and connections to hollywood yeah like i was she, looking for her at the oscars she i think was there what i like 
kept looking for her in the audience and i didn't see her sitting next to like <laughs> marty the and co. yeah they, they well were in there's the that picture of jacks with de niro i know that was fucking amazing it really made me happy though that like the irishman won nothing because it, i can't i've had to accept so much like when it comes to vanderpump rules and really like it's been a test of my own sanity to like see them have like Kelsey, the Reiki healer, who was also like a goop, like someone from like the oh, goop Oh, she camp. is? Yeah, she was like, and okay. still is. I was gonna say also just like Jax's emotional affair with Kelsey was like a sign that like... Was incredible. Yeah. But and then just, she's like a real, she's like a real deal, like Reiki, like goop approved right. Reiki master. And to have that crossover felt very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> then to have like them mingling with like hollywood royalty actors feels really wrong well ever since jennifer lawrence said she watched the show it was like it crossed the line into like like oh this is like famous people like famous people fuck with it and it's no longer like it's not just for bloggers anymore it's not just for bloggers or like a low-key highbrow entertainment yeah but I think that, you know, just adds to its cachet. Got to spread the spread the gospel. Yeah. I think also that if somebody wanted to take the Lala playbook, if you were like a very ambitious influencer mm-hmm. in your 20s and you just like started stalking Jax and being all the places he is or yeah. just targeting him in some way that made him feel understood and loved, mm-hmm. you could you could get on the show. If you gave him a shoulder to cry, I mean, that's like what Britney did allegedly is like she flew out to Vegas because she knew that they would be there and like positioned herself. That's what a lot of people do who get what they want out of situations. Mm -hmm. Max, what do you make of Max? I don't really. Yeah, he's kind of a no for me. Yeah. And the more I see of him, the less I'm into him. And then also with his like... His racist tweets. His racist tweets. And then like seen dana get ready and then max is just like laying in the bed yeah i had like a visceral negative reaction I mean, it's a to good that. it's he's a good disposable character to be like here's a shitty boyfriend to remind you of like what shitty boyfriends these guys used to be because mm-hmm. i also feel like the the original cast is like getting so much air off the fact that like they're not as bad as they once were yeah you know they're like hey we used to cheat on you all the time now we maybe only cheat on you sometimes Mm -hmm. so like be happy about that (laughs) now we cheat on you but we just don't tell anyone about it yeah no one ever finds out but having like it never happened having like the younger people hooking up and being like yeah really shitty to each other we need some sluts on the show yeah and again, I think because Lala kind of got into a serious relationship really fast. Yeah, she um, fell in love. She fell in love and it fucked up her her arc, but maybe not her like actual arc in life. Yeah, I love um, Jax's t-shirt that he was wearing at Pride that says every saint oh, has a past. Oh my God, what was that about? I think he's fully on like, he's a born again Christian, uh-huh, I think at this uh-huh. point. And I think that, I mean, I don't know, because it could, for all I know, be like a barstool sports like merch that I just don't know about. But I think that that's like Christian merch that I believe he's wearing. It. I was like, it's either Christian or it's about the Saints, but he's not a Saints fan. So. Yeah, I was like, it must. it's either sports, which I yeah. don't speak that language. But I'm excited for the next week 
the episode next week where they deal with the homophobic, the homophobic pastor because that seems again it's like that's going to be one of the big divides that does like change the dynamic of the friend group it's yeah like jacks and britney being super christian is they're gonna move to kentucky i yeah. think eventually kentucky or florida some place that's He'll, like, like bottom out in la and be like I, I hate this. I don't belong here. I need to go back to the South where I belong. Yeah. And I think also he just can't sustain for a long time in LA. Like it's going to get, it's going to be too much temptation. Yes. Because he's already like, he's like, yeah, Dana's like, not my tie. Like I would never. Oh my God. That her, was so like, funny. And I'm like, yes, you would actually they're like, like rail this He was this like, girl. I don't like skinny blondes. And then they cut to him <laughs> with all the different skinny blondes. <laughs> I could go for just two hours of them saying like, a declarative statement about themselves only to cut back to a montage of something that totally deserve all the awards for their work. Um, Also, why is Jax working at the bar? Like he does not have to work there. It's all he knows how to do. Yeah. Because he needs that. He needs to be seen. to pay for the wedding. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he's also like, I won't have fights with Brittany anymore. And so the compromise is like, I'll work at sir. Yes. But that's like not an okay compromise. No. I need Andy to crack the whip on a few people. I think it's coming. Lisa's obsessed with Brett. And it makes me sad that Brett was also outed with racist tweets. Yeah. Because I feel like he's not going to be able to be on the show for that much longer. And <laughs> no, like, I'm it, sad that Lisa doesn't get her like Cedric. But it shows two. you that Lisa has a type that... Doesn't he remind you of Cedric kind of? Yeah. Lisa's type is the same as the first few seasons of Sex in the City. She likes a brown-haired white man with a sort of italianate and like style brett is kind of the new jacks in the way that like he got to be this like objectified hot young guy right, and jacks hates that and jacks hates that and like i love lisa whatever ken and lisa have worked out where it's like ken's cool to like sit on the sidelines and observe lisa with like her boy toy and i wonder if brett will like I wonder if she'll work it out to where they'll say. Who knows what's going on? I know. She said that she said that they, she's giving them a second chance, but then ultimately it's like Bravo decides. Right. I'm just saying, who knows what's going on in the Vanderpump's marriage? That's oh, the yeah. Kept. Mm-hmm. Secret of all. Do they fuck? Do they not fuck? Do they fuck other people, but it's cool? Yeah. Do they just always have a third that's rotated in who's like fucking both of them? Like Cedric was alleged to do, be doing. We, we will never know. Tom Tom seems like it, its first pride went really, really well. Yeah. Which I was happy for the Toms. Business is booming. Business is booming. Tom Schwartz just can't believe he's just such a successful business well, it, owner. It's so fucking weird they cut out Jax in favor of Tom Schwartz. Like that was the weirdest thing of all. And that was kind of a Hail Mary maybe that Lisa should not have thrown Tom Schwartz because his plot line of being like completely unmotivated having no ambition (laughs) like being just sort of like like a hot guy who like has no plan for what he's gonna do when he's not hot anymore mm -hmm. and maybe doesn't even realize that like well i mean he's a model so he must realize a little bit but just like he was just like happy to be an object didn't want to work hard there's that time where he like does the modeling and he's like oh this is so great after like how stressed i was having to like sell sangria or whatever yeah and like he just is he's pretty bad at everything he does yeah but he's cute yeah and i think katie had just or lisa has had such a soft spot for katie because she kind of like i think because of katie's skylight accident 
And Lisa, I feel like part of asking Tom Schwartz to be in this Tom Tom, like restaurant ownership was doing Katie a favor, like trying to set them up for some sort of totally. long-term stability. But she shouldn't have done Katie a favor. No, it was a bad, <laughs> it was a bad bet, a bad investment because they are not, they're just not that great of TV anymore. Right. And like Sandoval, Sandoval being the guy who runs a bar is actually totally something I'm into because he clearly loves it and was born for it. And he's obsessed with it. Right. And he's like, like Rick's Cafe in Casablanca. You know, yeah. he's just like, he loves being the guy that everyone is like, your name's on the marquee here. Yeah. And his attention to detail like, and like his whole life has been leading up to this right. point. Tom Schwartz has never worked at anything. No. But like, not even at the bar like everybody else. It would have made more sense to give it to Tom and Jax. But he's always, Tom Schwartz has always had that kind of like, floppy cute boy energy where people just like roll out the red carpet for him and they're like what do you want can we help you but then it's like you see the dark side of that at a certain point which is like he's passive to a point where it's like hostile Mm -hmm. you know yeah and like when he and katie are mean to each other and then they kind of patch it up afterwards and they're like oh it always feels like you didn't fix anything you didn't really talk about what's going on the problem is you shouldn't be together. <laughs> you should have never been together. You should have broken up after he cheated on you in like yeah. season two or probably earlier. But he that's also a her. thing where someone's like, okay, I caught him. I'm not letting go. He'll mm-hmm. have to humiliate me in some way. I can't in any way get out of for me to leave this person. Yeah. Like, but passive guys like that yeah. never are the ones to break up with the girl. No, he's just going to cheat on her. He'll just cheat and cheat and cheat. Which, and it's, they leave it on the non-passive person in the relationship to like, it's like, how much do I have to chip away at your self-esteem? I could just see that happening, really... especially if Katie just like gives up and is like, I'm I'm just like a housewife who knits now, like, and Schwartz is still running a bar. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she really cares that much because she got like... She got what she wanted. She got what she wanted, which was to get married right and i think a lot of people are so into the idea of getting married that like it doesn't matter who it's to mm-hmm. you know they're like traditional values are just like i need to date someone and then marry them and then buy a house with them but it's like you're totally ignoring reality yeah like what <laughs> comes after all of that and you're also like cheating yourself in a way because it's like i feel like just there's so many people that would appreciate katie for like who she is and like be kind of as boring as she is in the same way well also it's like like we never got to see katie as like a single fully realized person i think it's like she dated like a couple people and then she dated schwartz and like and i think that they had a rocky like it was like a hookup like relationship that was undefined and then finally got defined and then it was like oh, I've got to sink my claws into this guy and like, I'm never letting him go. And this has to be the person. And you always get the sense that she's way more committed to the idea of Tom and Katie than he is. Yeah. Um, But you never got to see her have a moment that's like, okay, like I clearly, I drink a lot. Like I led to like a terrible life-threatening accident. I like managed to recover from that, yet I still have like brain damage and like, what does this mean for my life? Like, what are my biggest ambitions in life? Like, well, she how seems, am I going to activate She just seems like overly codependent. And again, I think that's like the problem that she and Stasi 
both have. Mm -hmm. They're like boyfriend girls. They need to have a boyfriend to feel validated. Yeah. When they were single, they didn't figure out how to feel validated without having a boyfriend. So Mm -hmm. then when they get a boyfriend again, it's like, no, you're still giving all of your identity on having a boyfriend, which is why Kristen makes them so uncomfortable because they're like, no, like people who have boyfriends are happy and like... If you're not happy, then like you're the problem. It can't be anything about him. Yeah. And like Katie painted herself into a corner almost too because her relationship dynamic is with Schwartz is like he's passive and a cutie right. pie. I'm and saying- then she ends up being like the bitchy, like overbearing. She'd be happier in a relationship with somebody that like she could control more, who was like clearly more in it than she was, mm-hmm. is what I think. She like, and I feel like maybe that's what Stassi gets with Bo is like somebody who's clearly like not looking around because they're just like, okay, I'm in, like you're here and I'm staying by your side at all times. Yeah. But. And like that has no life. So he's down to do whatever she wants to do, which yeah. I think is a different dynamic well, than a, she had in the past. It's a struggle for like alpha females such as ourselves and Stassi mm-hmm. just to be like, you don't want someone who's just a doormat. You want somebody who is like as passionate and motivated as you are. But then that can also be the conflict is like, you're always going to be negotiating like whose passions you're following. Yeah. Stassi is clearly like they're just following her passion and mm-hmm. he's there you know it's like she's got this great life and he gets to tag along but like will she eventually resent him for not having his own thing possibly <laughs> or will like, he resent her because or will he, resent he has her? to right. he's been doing her thing right because so he's stassi's boyfriend he's yeah not he's, he's moving into like her house like right she's gonna decorate her house the and again way she this wants is like what it. taylor swift is like so obsessed with is mm-hmm. like you know like clearly she's driving the boat but she doesn't want to appear to be driving the boat because that's like unfeminine mm-hmm. to be like the person in charge you know of her relationship of everything in her yeah. life you know the person who calls all the fucking shots like that doesn't go with like traditional heterosexuality which yeah. says that the man must be the person calling the shots. So instead they just like do backbends to make it seem like he's in charge in some way, mm-hmm. you know? And I think they all kind of do that. Um, especially with Katie, it's the most galling. Cause you're like, he's clearly not in charge. He's in charge because he's more withholding. Yeah. That's the way in which he's in charge. But like, you're making all the decisions you're getting married because you wanted to get married. Yeah. She's cracking the whip. Yeah. He could never say no. Like she basically like pushed like the, that season of them getting married was amazing. It was incredible. Right. He's like crying in a swamp, basically being like, I don't want to do this, but can't vocalize and really be like, I'm not going to do this. And right. then just did it. And now he's fully married. And it's kind of like, once you get over that and realize that it's pretty easy to just passively, if you just never stand up, you can just kind of float around. And, and I, I think for him and for all of the people on the show, if we do get more seasons and if the show keeps going, like they're all going to hit a midlife crisis so hard, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, like the the search for deeper meaning. Yeah, like Jax is already there. Will eventually slap them in the face. Yeah, the like, what did I do with my life? I don't have the boundless choices anymore. That's just like an interesting thing to watch. There just are very few shows that follow 
people across like a decade of their lives where you see them try to improve and then backslide Mm -hmm. over and over again. Like that's what every good prestige drama is to me is like people trying to become better, trying to recognize their flaws, having these like temporary epiphanies where they're like, wait, I shouldn't do this anymore. And then just like falling back into it because that's who you are. You don't have the willpower. Yeah. And we really haven't seen or I haven't seen, especially on a reality show, people come from starting at the place where they were starting, which was truly like end of the line. Like you've reached your early 30s, like a lot of opportunities are falling away to then having like a new lease on life that you were able to ride from like being broke and like not able to eat to like success in buying a house. Yeah, it's both aspirational and like weirdly, I always feel like it is a weird critique because it's like Lisa does that thing where she's like, this workplace is a family and I'm your mom and I'll always take care of you. But then it's like, or she might fire you because she doesn't actually give a fuck. And she's like using you to feel like she's at the helm of the ship. And now even more so because she doesn't have the Beverly Hills. Right. Like income or storyline. You need her, but she doesn't actually need you. No. Um, But now if she doesn't have Beverly Hills, maybe they do need each other a little bit more. I think they kind of do. And I think Lisa made a mistake by leaving because then now she puts herself on the same level as these people who now have more money and more power and say, and it's just kind of a, a downgrade for her and a bit of an upgrade for them. My favorite part of this episode was when Jax cut his finger and bled, <laughs> like was bleeding on the bar and then like poured whiskey on it. That was beautiful. Yeah. R- redolent of that part in marriage story where mm-hmm. he cuts himself and can't stop. Yeah, oh. that's what I mean. I'm like, this guy can't even stop from like cutting his finger open and he's been a professional bartender. Yeah. Like, what does he truly care about? Like, if he seems like he's a person that like has never been able to identify a true passion in life. Yeah. And I think for all the guys, it's like they got so far in life just on being hot white guys mm-hmm. in like a mostly in like a gay space. You yeah. Know? Like, they they use their looks and then it's like, what else do they have going on? Yeah. Which is like something that you see women deal with on housewives a lot, but like to see men dealing with it too is really interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Guys who didn't even realize how far their appearance carried them just in a bubble through life. Yeah. And I think Sandoval seems like someone that's genuinely like happy with his lot in life right now. Like he's doing He's not Michael Jackson like he set out to be, but he is like he owns his own yes. place. And he always had the most modest sort of like he seemingly he wanted to be a musician, but he wasn't even trying to be the lead singer. <laughs> like, Yeah, he's just like he was more of like a simple guy with simple dreams. Yeah. And then Jax, I don't think has ever fully tried to identify like a real dream it was just like Jack whatever just i wants can to get do it all yeah he, wants he just to wants ha- attention and yeah, like and to have experience yeah to and, be like wanted yeah and then schwartz doesn't know and again anything like, i think Jax is gonna we're gonna have to sit tight while Jax goes through getting married saying he's a boring old dad now and he's nothing like he used to be probably having a kid 
And then he'll just be like, he'll still be Jax. Yeah. He'll be like, I'm bored. I don't want to stay at home with the kid. I'm going to go out and watch football at, mm-hmm. you know, the neighbor's house and then he'll go to fucking Hollywood. Yeah. That's what I think will happen. Okay. If they let it happen, I would love to for this show to go for another 10 years. <laughs> I, pr- oh, I would love this show to be like The Simpsons. Yeah. Because it would be even fine. Like, I, there's been points where I'm like, maybe I need to tap out for like a season or so, which is something I never thought I would say or feel about Vanderpump Rules but like sometimes it's good to leave and then you return and you appreciate something even more right and just it's still head and shoulders above the rest of television yeah it's doing pretty well I'm really happy that Roni is coming back me too I'm really happy that I found Summer House yeah I'm looking forward to getting into Below Deck um I will also say if you want to really lose your mind yes always Southern Charm Southern Charm I'm gonna get back into I just watched The Bachelor Southern Charm is great because those people have no self-awareness and no shame so it doesn't matter that they're and they're all old and unlimited resources and a lot of them are weirdly old yeah <laughs> um, and thomas ravenel's fully gone now right uh i heard a bad rumor that he might be back that maybe he and Catherine got back together and they're oh my god i think i saw that too but that also it's very it's southern gothic it's very southern gothic i mean they've always been pretty rapey on that show oh they're rapey and their money all comes from slavery probably <laughs> like it's really also that i, mean, I couldn't watch it at point. first because one of them like literally lives in a plantation oh, yeah he's like my plantation but then house. i got into it as like oh these people are all evil some of them seem to know that they're evil yeah, they have like really evil white roots. Yeah, and they're more just, so like, than the average white southern. <laughs> there, it's just I think that show is interesting. Yeah, and dark. Okay, well, and then like Southern Charm New Orleans is like a totally different show. Yeah, Southern Charm New Orleans is like a chill, interesting. It's like the show that I think Vanderpump could become, which is like a show about like a group of married friends that are still having issues. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's also much chiller than regular Southern Charm because it's like there are black cast members and the yeah. white people on it have black friends. So <laughs> it's, it's a different show. A novelty. Well, it's just compared to Southern charm, which is like very white and patrician and like scary old money. I mean, yeah. like new Orleans is also cooler than Charleston and Savannah. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> I need it. Yeah. I'm excited to be like expanding my universe beyond Vanderpump. Yeah. Pools, Cause it really, I got like obsessively like we, maybe too obsessed with it at certain points. I can't do the bachelor life. cause it's too, it's too divorced from reality. So to speak it is, but then there was something about it that felt really good to like, cause I just dropped in for an episode to it, do another podcast. And then I was like, wait, now I'm hooked. Oh, and yeah. I like, need to know how this ends. I call shows like that brain bleach. Yeah. You just like, I don't have to think about anything. Yeah. I'm just going to like relax and let it yeah. wash over me. But sometimes I just, I can't handle it. It's like too inane. Yeah. It's a lot of like previously, like yeah, from a, or just jumping like, back from a commercial. Just the weird rules of the Bachelor universe. Like I don't care about it that much. Yeah. It's like, okay. It seems like they're breaking them a teeny little bit. Yeah. Like they can say it's just now, so weirdly sexless for a show that's all about like having sex. Well, it, it it's their approach to sex and sexuality it's is fucked very up. fucked up and backwards. I also think it's a great critique of heterosexuality. Oh, it's an amazing show. one. Yeah. <laughs> and also like it perpetuates really, I think damaging notions of sex yeah. and sexuality, but it's someone that can like 
see that and is not going to be negatively affected i'm just like hell yeah (laughs) but like i feel for people that are like bachelor nation bachelor is life and like don't understand that like the way they portray sex is like so deeply sad and hurtful it's so sad that show is so sad yeah but Vanderpump Rules is not sad. It's the best. Yeah. It's a it's a warm hug at the yeah. end of a long day. It's a comforting, sometimes a little bittersweet, but yeah. always comforting. Well, you renewed a lot of my faith. And I'm also with you like that I don't think this season is as bad as last season. And I yes. think I'm still finding a lot of like LOL moments. Yeah, it's still it's not good. gonna it's not the same as it once was. I like the glory a, days are definitely over. I like a season where you just follow along, where you just hang out with the characters. Yeah. And it's not about high stakes drama. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna just see and then maybe it'll ramp up again and yeah. we can like get something out of it. Yeah. I think once people are having babies too and like pregnancy comes into play, there'll be a whole new set of issues I to agree. deal with. I agree. Thank you so much for being on the Thanks pod. Thanks for having me. You got to come on Night Call. Uh, I would be honored to come on Night Call. <laughs> Everyone should listen to Night Call and follow Molly. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Molly Lambert. Uh, you can hear more of my Vanderpump thoughts. Yes. And you are always like publishing new work. Yeah, we got to... We got to get that group profile with the, the witches of WeHo. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Cool. And uh, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. I know I'm feeling. Because I know I know I'm feeling. Because I know.